0: Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing, we cook because we have to,
1: and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how long? We have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle.
0: Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what? We ate two feet before we I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Mm-hmm. Top men. Yeah. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. It is the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about live fire barbecue and grilling stuff. If you've missed the first hour, what were you doing? Terry Bringle was on. Malcolm Reed and Mark Williams were on. However, we're recording so you can get the first hour pretty much directly after the show ends. Second hour will be up on Thursday. And we have a best of that I'll be telling you about here for Friday's show. Still to come tonight, Sean Walchef of Cali BBQ. We're going to be talking about how he has been able to navigate the COVID waters here over the last year and a half and really turned his barbecue into an empire, but perhaps in a way he never saw coming since he started back in 2008, if you can believe it. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at BBQ Central on Snapchat, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for video feeds, slash rd rempy on youtube for a video feed as well also you can get a ad free podcast feed experience if you would like to become a patron over at my patreon page slash bbq central show that way or if you are an apple podcast user you can subscribe to the ad free right there within the show click on that banner that says subscribe and away you go coming up on the best moments of the barbecue central show in 10 minutes or less this coming friday We will see episode 193, Grace the Podcast Fee, taking you back to September 9th, 2019. Perhaps no surprise to you would be a look back at the September 11th from five years ago. The Saturday actually will be the 20th anniversary of this event. One that changed our way of life in many ways, especially in the ways we travel now. I've said it before and I will say it again. The further we move past the event itself, the more it becomes something you read about or something that you see on TV on that day only. Saturday, you will be bombarded with news events, documentaries, stories, autobiographical features, fluff pieces, you name it. About September 11th, 2001, you will see it all on Saturday. And it will be perhaps especially more prevalent because it is a marked anniversary 20 years from that event. So you will get loaded with information. But the more the details fade, especially for those who were too young to remember or who were not even born yet, and just know this as an event that happened in this country like World War I, or Pearl Harbor or the Vietnam War. I will continue to close the show the same way that I've closed this show for the past 13 years. By the single sentence of September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Because I refuse to forget. And I hope that if you were around for it in some way and you weren't born after it, that you refuse to never forget as well that you educate everybody on what it was like and how you felt and where you were and what that meant to you and that you remember that and it sticks with you. Because of everything that has happened, and certainly when you talk about death numbers, and yeah, a lot of this pales in comparison to COVID, right? It's a pandemic. But when you talk about something that singularly focused on the United States, Prior to that, we can't even approach anything in comparison. Remember what that was like. Remember where you were. So this coming Friday will be a look back the day before we run up against the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2001. I will tell you where I was and what I was feeling at that time. So uh, remember, you have to be a subscriber to the podcast feed in order to get the best of show. And don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or a segment on a best of format, go ahead and email John Solberg, J O N, at the BBQ and he will go ahead and put something together for you. Perhaps he'll give you a shout out in the preamble. How about this? A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Greg Rampy reporting from the Breaking News Desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. The city that breaks the most live fire breaking news whenever it is breaking across the world. And I'm here to tell you that this coming Saturday at the Hartville Hardware Grill Fest 2021, I will be hosting again after a year off. We will be back in Hartville doing Grill Fest. It's great. It's a fun event if you're going to be around. Guess who else is going to be there? Diva Q will be there once again. If you haven't experienced the experience of DivaQ live, live. We'll do it live. Right. I'm warning you with peace and love. And peace and love. DivaQ will be there live. If you haven't experienced the experience of DivaQ live, you are going to be in the area you need to be here. It is worth the drive from where you are to see it live. She is so great. I've seen her live many times. I've known her forever, but I've seen her work live five out of the last seven years at this event live. It's great. And by the way, Hartville Hardware has a huge grilling and barbecue section that is second to none in the local area here in Ohio and probably the tri-state area. Plus, it's the largest independently run hardware store in America. It has two freaking floors, 305,000 square feet of selling space. To put it in perspective, gang, there are two, not one, two full-size homes in the store. I'm not kidding, Austin Carr. There's two full-size homes in the hardware store. They have literally everything you would ever want for your home. For repair needs. And did I mention that I'm going to be hosting there all day long? Let's go. Doesn't get any better than that. Yes, I'm playing the Chori Pollo song without playing Chori Pollo. But I felt live. It's going to be great. Have you ever had the experience to hang out with me for a whole day? And I'm not going to be chasing you out. I'm a delight to be around. Not like some of these hoity-toity, I'm better, look at me, I'm a big shot. None of that with me. Trust me, I know, I'm not a big shot. And I'm happy if one person came up to me and said, hey, I listened to the show. What's your name again? I'll introduce myself to you. I don't care. Don't know me. Ask me for my autograph. And when I write my name, you go, oh, you're this guy? I meant to get somebody else's autograph. That's fine. I don't care. It's going to be great. Did I mention DVQ is going to be there? There's going to be two other live demo folks. Somebody running the uh, Big Green Egg. I think it's the same lady from two years ago. I don't want to speak ill of anybody, but this person did not. Andrew, you
2: are not the
0: This person did not really know how to use the Big Green Egg. It's a whole different story for a different day. Uh, There's also going to be a Weber demo person. I believe is like a local or a regional Weber employee that probably also was a live fire fanatic of some sort in the backyard. So he'll be demoing. Forget all that. They're great cookers. We love big green egg. We love Weber. Of course, especially, we, I mean, we say that with peace, peace and love, and of love. course, but you're coming to see diva. Number one, you're probably coming to see me second. And there's a rib contest that's going on for the backyard. And it's going to be half Traeger, half Big Green Egg. It's always fun. There's going to be some judging going on. But come and hang out with me and Diva for crying out loud. It's going to be a, a joy. And if you have a book or buy a book from Diva, and if you see me there, I'll have a Sharpie because you know I think, I think I'm think i going to be signing a lot of autographs, which is not going to happen. But if you want me to sign my autograph in somebody else's book like I am known for on this show, I will, I will sign somebody else's book live. Right there in Hartville, somebody else's book. I don't care. Bring me Chris Slationser's book. Bring me Divacu's book. Bring me Jess Pryle's books. One of Stephen Reichland's seven hundred and fifty-eight thousand books. I will sign it. I won't sign his name. I'll sign my name in his book. That's where the value adds. By the way, next week we're trying to work out an interview with some casting hack from the American Barbecue Showdown on Netflix because season two is getting ready to be casted. Is that the right word? So if you watch season one of American Barbecue Showdown, was it even a season? If you watched the first offering of American Barbecue Showdown and you were like, hey, I'm way better than any of those fuck faces. I'm a talent. Well, guess what? Your time is at hand. And hopefully I'll have, uh, I think her name was Emily, who's maybe part of Netflix or perhaps a PR company who will talk about what they're looking for in a potential second offering of the American barbecue show. You remember Tank and the guy from the Hills? Of course, there was Sylvie, Rashid, my man crush for that season. Other people that I were easily forgettable. But I remember those people. You think you're better than them? Come on. It's ready. You're going to be a star. I can feel it. Sean Walchef is in the green room. We'll get to him here in just a second. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Two different lines to choose from. Now, look, if you're like me, average Joe and Jane, run of the mill, no high line life going on, just eking out a living, choice line is for us. That's what we like. Something that isn't all tech savvy. You don't need an app to work it. I have an internal meat thermometer. I don't need any of that with my. I want to save a couple hundred bucks while I'm at it. All right. Choice line. That's what we want to go for. That's you and me. Comes in a Daniel Boone size that will accommodate a pizza oven, of course, which I highly recommend if you get it. Now, oh, if you're more like the everyday buyer of pellet cookers, what do you guys want? I want technology. I want Wi-Fi connectivity, I want to be able to control this grill from an app on my phone so I can be grocery shopping or getting sloppy drunk at the bar, still maintain the monitor temperature of my meat, make grill adjustments as I'm getting drunk, blah, 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 fine. You can get the Prime Line, spend a couple hundred extra bucks, get a little bit more of a robust build on the chassis, front shelf, peek in windows on the main cooking chamber, the pellet hopper, two internal meat probes, so you can go crazy. And sizes. What do we know? The peak, which is the big one. The ledge, which is middle size. Now, if you want a portable grill, change the game altogether. Get that Trek cooker. We're talking to Malcolm and Mark Williams about tailgating in the first hour. You can have this Trek cooker with you. You can plug it right in the 12-volt outlet in your car. It's powered up, ready to go. Or you can use a battery. You're not sacrificing a ton of capacity for portability. Come on. Green Mountain Grills. Sold through a dealer network. Yes. Find one near you at GreenMountainGrill.com. That's GreenMountainGrill.com. We're back with Sean Walcheff right after this. Stick around. we we'll be right back.
2: You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show.
0: Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes to include the PBX, which is just released. Whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal, visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. My guest in the second hour has been a longtime friend of mine. I initially found out about him when he was doing his first podcast called Behind the Smoke, terminated after 100 episodes, and he started his current show, Digital Hospitality, soon after that. In a time where restaurants have closed for good, closed for extended periods of time, or made the pivot with only marginal successes to whatever they were going to be doing next, my next guest has not only made a complete switch up, on the way he does business now, he is in fact doing it better than he ever has before. Here to share how this has happened. And if you are someone in a traditional brick and mortar restaurant setting or you're thinking about getting into the restaurant world, you're definitely going to want to listen to this. We race to the hotline. And welcome back, owner of Cali BBQ, the associated Cali BBQ media company, and the host of the Digital Hospitality Podcast. Sean Walchev joins me on the show. Hey, Sean.
1: Greg Rampy, what's happening?
0: I'm very excited to have you as a guest here this evening. Sean, how do you spell barbecue?
1: BBQ. Hmm. That's it.
0: Why not something else?
1: SEO, search engine optimization. Is that
0: what it is only? You never had an inkling otherwise to spell it out with a Q at the end or a C or anything like that? <laughs>
1: We started as California Comfort Restaurant and Sports Bar, and once we realized that's a mouthful for any kind of marketing, we started chopping away at our our whole entire name, and that includes getting to from barbecue to BBQ. Have you bought Less in, is more. Have you it's bought? Kind, in? It's kind of like the social the social network, getting rid of the Facebook.
0: Have you bought into the smoked cream cheese fad? Are you gonna have you done it?
1: If you do a TikTok video, we'll do one.
0: I've, I did a that? TikTok video two weeks ago. I'm a master at it. I've did already you? quit it. Yeah. I mastered it and is, I quit it, it. Just like that.
1: Is it trending? Smoked cream cheese? Is it trending? Is, it trending? Oh is that God, video it's, trending? It's
0: the, it's the hottest thing going right now. Yeah, man. You got Did
1: Sam it. the Cooking Guy do one?
0: Not that I'm aware of, but I would assume that could be a TikTok Look, all I know is this. Can can I make
1: a request? Can I make a request? Because I I seriously need a signed copy of Sam's new book with your name in it. But I need a video of you signing that book. Of course. That that can happen.
0: Oh, I mean, it's 100% possible. TikTok is blowing up right now and Instagram with smoked cream cheese. So while I'm playing old man, taking a dump all over everybody else's lawn on this because it's freaking cream cheese. Everybody else is just going to town. They're either doing videos on it. Or they're preparing it for themselves and eating it and saying how their life is changing. I'm like, dude, it's cream cheese. I used to eat. You know how I used to eat cream cheese in college, Sean? Here we go. Breaking news right here. Breaking news. Open up the foil pack. Take the brick out. Put it on a plate. Take saltine crackers and then dip it out. And put it in your pie hole while I was really? watching. uh, What was the what was the soap I was watching? Uh, what's the the big soap opera that everybody watches in college? Uh, Days of our lives. That's what it was. (laughs) Bo and Billy were big things. You had a different college experience than I did. Yeah, I bet I did. Well, I mean, from what I can remember, it was days of our lives and cream cheese with saltines. Anyway, look, I want to get right into this, Sean, because there's a lot of ground to cover here. And first, I want to take a look back, if we could, at when COVID was really coming down. Things were closing all over. Uncertainty was the ingredient of the day, no doubt. So as you were meeting with your managers and your most trusted people, or as we say on the show, top men, what were the initial or original game plans on how you thought you were going to be able to best weather the pandemic?
1: I mean, a lot of people talk about pivoting and a lot of people did make a pivot what we say is we went all in. So we went all in on what had kept our business open in a very difficult location. We have relied on the internet, digital marketing, social media marketing, figuring out ways to sell barbecue online. And what we did was try to figure out, well, what kind of point of sale system are we using in our restaurant? We were using Aloha. They built a great system for us, but it really wasn't going to get us to that next level so that we could start really you know, increasing deliveries, start doing third party takeout. We were already using DoorDash, um, but we integrated uh, Uber Eats as well as Grubhub and then an aggregator to Get that all into one tablet and Toast really, you know, Toast point of sale system really changed everything for us during the pandemic. We launched actually September eleventh, twenty twenty, with Toast. Uh, Made an unboxing video with my general manager, talked about why we're unboxing this, you know, point of sale restaurant technology, and we had a lot of people asking why are you making such a ridiculous video. Well, number one, my son loves unboxing videos. He's a four year old that loves Monster Trucks and Hot Wheels, and he watches kids that have that make twenty million dollars a year unboxing these videos. So we made this restaurant technology unboxing video. It's now getting to be one of our most popular videos on our YouTube page, but nonetheless, we started a relationship with the top technology company in hospitality. And that's one of the things that we talk about to other restaurant owners and other barbecue professionals is that the internet allows you to break down so many walls and to start to develop deep communications with people that you never would have been able to do otherwise. I mean, you and I became friends because of podcasting because of the national barbecue association. It was a digital connection that became an in real life connection.
0: Sean Walchev joining us here on the show. Callie, BBQ.media is the website, and you can find the associated uh, social media handles. Uh, I always say uh, just go to Google and type in Cali BBQ, and then you will quickly see all the avenues to follow Sean, and the restaurant, everything else that he has going on. Uh, Sean, as the the months were passing, as you said, you you won all in, and you look around you and you see restaurants closing for an extended period of time, or you even see restaurants that perhaps were around for a long time, period of time close for good uh, barbecue does lend itself to carry out. There were a lot of barbecue restaurants that I had talked to over the last year and a half that said we were able to tread water because we closed down the inside. We made it complete to go on, uh, on the customer's side, but I don't know if they were really looking any further than making only that pivot. It was, yeah, we're, we're used to inside, We're going to change it up by having people come in, but then go immediately out, but not think of anything outside of that box. So how did you leverage your all-in social media, continue to operate, but then what else were you looking at, or did you see anything else on the horizon um, outside of the uh, third-party ordering platforms? And I would like you to talk about those and, and how they are good and how they are bad, because I hear... A lot of both, right? I hear a lot of uh, sure. DoorDash and whoever else saved our ass. And then the other side of the coin is they're charging 30%. They're charging 40%. This isn't a viable business model going forward. So when you, how do you navigate those waters and how did it help you? And, and did you have to come to some type of a negotiating table with these folks to say, what you're charging is freaking ridiculous and it's not something that's viable for people like us or restaurants in general to use you regularly for?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for for me, not to say that I wasn't scared would be would be bullshit, you know. I I talked to my wife. I talked to my general manager. It was March seventeenth um, of the pandemic, twenty twenty, where we literally laid off twenty nine employees. You know, people that we love, people that are part of my family. And what did we do? We used social media to share that story. So I went on Twitter. I went on Facebook. I went on Instagram. We made videos. We asked the community that had been supporting us for thirteen years to continue to support us in this delivery and takeout model. And one of the things that we're trying to do now is understanding we can't. Can't discriminate how people get our barbecue. you know we built we built a restaurant in a very difficult location starting in 2008 during the recession and because we did that, we had to learn how to use the internet. We had to use our smartphone, we had to use social media to tell the story to get people to come into our restaurant. But once we started to build a business and a brand that people all over the county started to enjoy, we started looking at different ways that we could do slow food but deliver it fast. Everyone has a smartphone. Everyone's ordering. We want to make things as easy as possible for people to come in and get barbecue.
0: Sean Walcheff joining us here on the show. Uh, Sean, as we move down the road, here's a term that I wasn't overly familiar with. And now I'm getting bombarded with it: ghost kitchen
1: (laughs) for the operators (laughs) that, that,
0: yeah, For you guys, especially for the operators that have recognized this concept and embrace it, it almost seems like this is the thing that not only helped work through the toughest times of uh, of the pandemic, but they've seen how doing a complete switch from what their normal was to the ghost kitchen not only gives them success, but allows them to potentially scale in a whole new way. Tell me a little bit about the model and how it's changed the game for you.
1: Sure. So back to the slow food fast, building the Amazon prime of barbecue, we want to make barbecue as easy and as accessible to as many people in San Diego County as possible. We have 3.3 million people in San Diego County, instead of making people drive 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 60 minutes across the county because they've heard of great barbecue. What happens when you hear of great barbecue? You hear of a great barbecue spot, all of a sudden you get local media attention, you get national media attention, then guess what? It's gonna take an hour, two hours, you have to line up to go and get that barbecue. Well, if we started leveraging technology, if we started using toast, online ordering, started using Uber Eats and DoorDash and GrubHub to start getting barbecue to people, since barbecue takes time and expertise, if we can just get it to people that want barbecue, no matter where they are, whether they're at a little league field, whether they're at an office, whether they're at the beach, whether they're at home or whether they wanna come and pick it up and eat it on our patio, that's great. Ghost kitchens is a smaller footprint. Literally for us to go build a 5,700 square foot kitchen, same 250 people, we would be talking about one to $1.5 million. Mm -hmm. This allows us to get another location, another distribution point, in San Diego for less than $100,000. So we have a 200 square foot kitchen in downtown San Diego. My catering manager, Steven Swiderski, who's on the live feed right now, who's a huge Cali barbecue part of our media team. We have Derek Walls, who's also part of the live feed Stover Harger, who's the producer. I mean, everybody that's on this feed, we're trying to create a new way to do barbecue. And part of that is understanding that the people that are working within the barbecue shop, they all have smartphones. So how can we start sharing the story of us smoking barbecue fresh every single day on our old hickory pits and then bringing it fresh down to a different location where more people can get a chance to enjoy that barbecue. They don't have to drive 30 minutes all the way to spring Valley to come and get our barbecue. And then they don't have to wait in line. It literally allows them to get barbecue on their terms.
0: So are they coming physically to a location and wherever it is in San Diego either. or is it either it can be through the app as well and have it delivered?
1: So, yeah. So a Ghost Kitchen, it's for it's for pickup or for delivery. So there's just no dine in component. So, if you think of like a food hall this is more of a virtual food hall where there's 23 different concepts 23 different kitchens some of them run multiple concepts we have cali barbecue as well as cali wings out of one 200 square foot kitchen but it allows us to distribute barbecue have a sales point um, in a part of san diego that typically uh we're we're just never in it's better than a food truck because it's a permanent location it allows us to build a business repeat business regular customers
0: and is this a facility that you own? Or are you renting a portion? No, we're of
1: leasing. It? We're, so it's a part. It's a uh, it's a short term lease. We're on a 12 month lease.
0: So if it doesn't work out in a year, you pull out and and that's it. No, yep. no. We're
1: beta, we're beta testing yep. multiple different markets in San Diego, and we're about to open up our second ghost kitchen location by San Diego State uh, later this this fall.
0: In your opinion, is this the best? And most cost efficient way to continue to scale out a successful single operation that people say, oh, you should open on this side of town and oh, you should open on that side of town and it would be successful no matter what. Is this the best way to do that?
1: In my opinion, there's never been a better time to leverage technology, to leverage social media, to leverage storytelling in a way to get more of your barbecue, wherever, whoever's listening to this, you have so many incredible barbecue brands that listen to this all over the world. I mean, you've been doing this for 13 years. You're the Michael Jordan of, of barbecue podcasting, literally the craft and the, the news that you put out. It's, I, it's an honor for me to be on this show because I know how much people care about the content that you put out. And the fact is that they can hear this information and go, well, maybe I, d- I can scale in a way that I haven't thought possible. Maybe I can add more smokers at this current location, make this a master smokehouse, and then have different distribution points in whatever city I'm in.
0: So I guess that was kind of the follow-up question here. You're currently building out the original Kelly BBQ location in a way that is going to be I guess what I would call like a barbecue commissary, or as you say, the, the master yep. smokehouse. So you're not you don't master just have smokehouse. one old hickory pit. You're throwing in. are you up to? Like five big big-ass old hickory. We pits have this five.
1: Mark? Yeah, we're we have, we're at, we have another three that we're adding on our back back patio right now. But our plan is to get to ten. Yeah, ten old hickory pits.
0: How do you envision this location looking once it's done? And then how many potential satellite Cali BBQs could this be feeding?
1: Uh, up to ten, ten to twelve satellite locations, wow. but I mean the idea. The idea is to build uh, a mecca of barbecue for us, as well as the media center, because we want to share everything that we do on our YouTube channel, on our podcast. We want to have cooking demonstrations. We want to have people like you come out to San Diego, do a live show from you know in front of the Old Hickory, really show what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we're doing it.
0: Could you potentially contract? additional barbecue work for others that wanted to be some kind of a barbecue concept or is that kind of inviting the direct competition to the game
1: explain that further
0: uh let's say that i was opening up a barbecue shop and within a couple miles of your area and i don't want to lay out the huge cash expenditure for a big ass pit and i come to sean and say hey sean i'm greg i want to open up barbecue central restaurant but you know can i pay you to cook my food
1: Sure. I mean, that's the exciting thing is that there's never been a time where restaurants have started to think differently about their revenue streams. So, you know, consumer packaged goods, whether you're leasing out a a part of your kitchen to another brand, whether it's a barbecue brand or, you know, maybe it's a Mexican restaurant or maybe it's a burger concept. There's so many different ways that you can start to think about how do we make money. And one of the most important things is it allows us to centralize our labor in one location. So even though we do have those satellite locations, we don't have to have 50 people at each other Cali barbecue. We can have a couple of our best people at each of these satellite locations.
0: Is that the biggest benefit or one of the biggest benefits here is in a traditional way or as you were doing it for all those years, 2008 up until a couple years ago, you were running it traditional way. You had a hostess, you had servers, you had Mm -hmm. bartenders, dishwashers, cooks. And all I ever hear about from restaurant owners. It's the same thing as trucking companies. It's like, oh my drivers suck. Oh, my help sucks. Mm. You know, somebody calls up. You're it always seems like you're recycling somebody or you're having to hire somebody new and you're always training. This and that. You could only be as good as your weakest link in the end when it sure. comes to the service industry. Operating now is this one of the best benefits that maybe you didn't see up front that you are now realizing now is you can you can literally just hire your best and keep your best workers and have them be an efficient part of the team, helping add to the bottom line.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not ironic and it's not by coincidence that digital hospitality is something that we named our podcast, literally figuring out what do we do in real life and how do we do it digitally? How do we teach the skills to all of our current team members that, that smartphone that they have, they have in their hands, that they can take photos, they can take videos, they can use words, they can participate, you know, on live streams on barbecue central show, they can be a part of the conversation. They can join a clubhouse conversation because it's a, a better model because it's more profitable. It allows us to pay our staff more money than we've ever been able to pay them. We've reduced our menu by 90%. We're literally just doing our core barbecue items. We're no longer doing breakfast. We were built on breakfast. I mean, literally every single day, for 13 years we've been open on saturday and sunday for breakfast and until when we open back up from the pandemic we haven't brought breakfast back i mean the first week nfl chargers play at 10 a.m so they play they kick off they're playing in washington the fact that we're not going to be open until noon it's like it's it hurts my heart but it's also what i know is the right thing moving forward you know i trust eric my general manager who runs our shop he's my business partner you know and i we've got an incredible team ian lisa stover we have got so many people that are helping us develop this new model that I have to lean into things that before I would go, no matter what we're opening, you know, like we built this sports entertainment destination. Like we have to be open at 10 a.m. But if we open at 10 a.m., we're going to have more customers that are going to go, why don't you have breakfast, then it's going to be worth. So instead, we're going to just try to take care of as many Charger fans as possible at noon when we open. And hopefully um, I'll report back and let you know how many angry Charger fans we had.
0: Sean, can I hold you over for one more segment? I got a couple other questions to ask alright stand by and we'll do this piece of business real quick I'll talk to you quickly about Primo Grills before we get back with Sean for a couple ending questions that we appreciate his time here calibbq.media his website or just google calibbq to find out how to connect with them so what do we love about ceramic cookers we love that they're fuel-efficient. Yes, we love that they're able to achieve the low and slow temperatures for the traditional barbecue meats. We also love that you can open up the bottom damper and the top daisy wheel and you get to rip-roaring high-heat temperatures for grilling steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday ceramic lineup? The real ability to do true true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking, very important to both professionals and backyard cooks. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grills, the game-changing oval design. This design helps you execute a two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really when you break it down, there are more than 60 different ways to configure the Primo Cooker, so you're only limited by the culinary imagination. We all know the lift hinge has been revamped. It gives you a nice 8-pound lift, which is really light. There are more revamps from the top and the bottom air dampers, but you're wanting more and more and more revamps than they have you covered. The most anticipated accessory to date is out. You can get it right now, the Primo Grill Rotisserie. Turns out great food, including everybody's favorite chicken wings with ease. Go online to primogrill.com and check it out or visit your local Primo dealer and pick one up there. Coming a little bit later in the year, the Primo Grill accessory uh, pizza oven. It's going to be great. So keep your eyes peeled for that one as well. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the business. Yes. Patented technology. Yes. True two-zone cooking capabilities and multiple sizes. Yes and yes. And for those of you that just have to have a round ceramic cooker, they have those as well. But really, please consider the oval design for Pete's sake. It's what makes it unique Visit primogrill.com for a dealer near you or check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Who's ready for a Primo? I'm ready for a Primo. Ready for two. Oval. Check it out. Primogrill.com. We'll be back with more Sean Walchev right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: Celebrating over 10 years, a prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
0: And hey, this portion being brought to you by smithfield.com. Through the grilling season, recipes, tips, tricks from world champ pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, and Charles Cridland. If you are a competitor, go to smokingwithsmithfield.com. Report your, uh, report your first place finishes in shoulder or ribs. And you might get some more free gear by doing that. That's smokingwithsmithfield.com. But for everything else, smithfield.com. Smithfield Classic was last weekend via KCBS. To a rousing success from what I understand. So congratulations to everybody over Smithfield. Sean Walsh, joining me this lower third is really pissing me off. I mean, it's the same thing. I don't I know why it got hung up on there. I mean, I look at it, and all I want to do race is and just barbecue pit masters. I just want to wreck everything because it's. I see it, and I, you know me, and who's Making Dan? sure everything's right. Who's Dan? Come on, Dan. He means that who's with Dan? peace and love. Peace and love. Peace He's and a love. loyal Centralite, of course, Sean. Come on. Peace oh, that Dan. Yes, that Dan. Oh, of, well, of course. Oh, that, that no, Dan. Dan. I'm sorry. Well, did, I not, uh, did I not? Did I not? expound on who Dan was when I said that Dan no
1: I thought he was I thought it was the amazing race Dan
0: no it's the barbecue central show Dan of
1: course okay well that makes a lot more sense that's right
0: Uh, Sean a couple more questions here before I let you go and I appreciate the time if we think about bottom lining it do you ever foresee a time now where you would ever go back to operating Cali BBQ as it once operated no ever no. Never. Never. All right.
1: I'm saying that's a Sam the Cooking guy. Never say never. Do you want to play he a game, told me, Sean? No, he 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 told me he never open up a restaurant. Now he has more restaurants than we do. <laughs> yeah. You want to play a game? <laughs> don't ever, don't ever say never on the media. That's right.
0: You want to play go a game? Ahead. Let's play. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Sean, will you ever operate Cali BBQ? As it once operated? Yes or no? No. Final answer? Final answer. Lock him in. The answer, no. The answer to if Sean will operate Cali BBQ Media as it once operated, yes or no? Sean answers no, and he is correct, of course. I think we all knew that. We knew it. Good for you. Way to know your own person. There you go. Now, here's a follow-up. Knowing what we know now and how things have played out for the business, and by the way, all kidding aside, it's very inspiring. Certainly, you and your team deserve a ton of credit for doing all of those out-of-the-ordinary things that really needed to happen to continue to operate. But look, I know it's easy for anyone to come on here and say, hey, I'm a disruptor, or I'm a renaissance person, or I see trends before they happen, all that shit. If the pandemic never hit and we advanced to September 7th, 2001 at 1040 p.m. Eastern, are we still having this exact conversation or do you think you would have remained operating the same way?
1: Uh, That's we were pivoting. So back to the to the pivot. I said we didn't pivot. We went all in. The pandemic forced us to go all in and things that we knew in our heart. Mm. So we were already moving our business to a delivery and takeout model. But the pandemic gave us great cover to test a bunch of stuff and say, hey, we're not going to open for breakfast. We're going to get rid of 90% of our menu. We're going to try this new model. We're going to integrate as much technology as possible into our business.
0: Is that the biggest mistake that restaurants, and let's just say restaurants in general, you know, you don't have to be a barbecue guy. Certainly the show focuses a lot on the live fire industry but there are some people that are very passionate cooks and they get a hair up their ass and they're going to go start a restaurant. It's very dangerous to do. It's very volatile. We all know this. The success rate is poor and they get through a lot of the, maybe they get through the business plan. Maybe they find a place that the rent isn't going to kill them. And the next thing at some point is to talk about the menu. When people are asking you, Sean, I'm going to do this for a restaurant. You know, let's talk about menu. What's the advice that you give them? Do you ask to see, what their ideas are first, and then say cut out ninety percent of this, or how how does a conversation go? If I were to call you and say, "Hey, Sean, I'm gonna open a restaurant," we get to the menu part. How does how do you coach somebody through that?
1: The number one thing I ask is digital. Is what's your plan for your website? What's your plan to be mobile first? What's your plan for your point of sale system? You have to be a technology company. I mean, there's no way around it anymore. You have to be an e-commerce company. Whether you're a brick and mortar and that's, you know, you say barbecue business and restaurant business, bar business, it really doesn't matter what business you're in. Like if you're not telling stories on that smartphone, on all those different apps, it is going to be very difficult to conduct business moving forward. Regardless. Regardless.
0: But from a menu perspective, do you make any recommendations on what that should look like as far as a number of items on there?
1: We always say simplify. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Took us 13 years to get to the menu we're at now. We're essentially the in and out of barbecue on the West Coast. We're very limited items. I mean, the tailgater, which is features all of our meats and all of our sides. That's pretty much our whole menu. It's our number one seller. It's the thing that we sell the most of, and you can get it however you want. But is it there, is it ego? Know, if, you want, if you want steaks, what's that? Is it ego, ego it is that prevents
0: ego. people from from minimizing their menu? They they're that good. Everybody's going to want everything.
1: No, I think it's fear too. It's fear and ego because you want to take care of the village. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. But everyone tells you you should add soup. You should have meatloaf. You should have salad. You should have a burger. You should have a steak. You're already doing this. I mean, I talked to a gentleman in, uh, uh, in Australia that wants to open up a barbecue business and he was telling me that he wants to also do burgers. And I told him, why? Why do you want to do that? Barbecue is hard enough. Just do barbecue.
0: Yeah. Or just do Don't burgers. Do burgers.
1: Or just do burgers. Yeah, correct.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sean, before I let you go, anything you'd like to promote or anything coming up that you would like to
1: scoop us? Yeah, we would love to see some of the barbecue centralites on TikTok. So we've been very active. Stover's been running our at Cali BBQ TikTok page. And then I'm at at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. But follow us on TikTok. We will follow you back. And also follow Barbecue Central Show on TikTok. Greg, are you willing to take the three TikTok 33 challenge?
0: I don't even know what that is.
1: Three pieces of TikTok content per day for 33 days will get you to 99 pieces of content. You can repurpose other content that you've already done.
0: Already done where?
1: You've already you do content. You've been doing content for what? How long? What do How mean, long have you been like, doing uh, show? Chopping the show? Up? i gotta chop i don't the care show. what you do boy. yeah come on I'm, video audio
0: come I'm not, on i'm not going to be hard closed on my show pal this is my show i'll think about <laughs> it is, let me talk to my wife not gonna i'm not going to make a decision you don't,
1: need, you don't need to run it to upper i management. need to talk come to on. my wife about doug this Shai- before i make can any we decision. ask doug shiding can doug shiding chime in whatever doug shiding says
0: in the comments yeah well if, he if says doug, yes, if doug says that if he doug will is in then i don't think he does TikTok. Um, but he's okay, well, you he know, he's to, had if, quite a successful how get, Instagram. How about if I
1: get Doug? If I get Doug to do TikTok, a three TikTok thirty-three challenge, then Greg Rempy
0: will. But do But Sean, the three you TikTok want me to commit to something? Here's okay. Yes. You know what? Yes. Now we're about ready yeah, to have a, real, have a real. We're going to have a real yeah. conversation right now, me and you, Sean. <laughs> Perfect. You want to know what my that's, answer? That's all is? I wanted. You want? to yes. know what my answer? No, I'm not going to do it. Yes. The answer is no. I'm not going yes. to no, yes. do it. It's yes. I want to do it, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to do it. Like I told my wife do you know what's funny? 15 years when she's like, you need to work out. You have a bad heart, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I lied and I lied. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know what? And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm done lying. I'm just telling you right now. I'm not going to do it. I don't know why I don't want to do it, but I'm just not going to do gonna it. Do and, it. There go. and then one day we got that freaking cat. And then it changed. And I'm not getting another cat, so I have to do 99 pieces of freaking Instagram thing so I can make a deal TikTok with TikTok content. I'm just telling you now. TikTok content, I, yes. I, I would sit here and tell you, I will do that. I would be lying to your face if I said, I think I can do three pieces. See, but I believe in you, 33 Doesn't matter. If you believe I in believe me, in you. I know me. I believe me. in you. I know me as a person. What does Gary Vee always say? Don't concentrate on things that you suck at, I know I will suck at well, that. Actually, back.
1: this is a good conversation, Greg. Are you good at asking for help?
0: No, are you kidding me? Uh-oh. Who needs help?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, See, I, I. It you would need be great to ask for help. Yes. aren't there other centralites? Don't you have a team that is willing to help Greg Rempe promote team. the barbecue central shop? Yes, a team.
0: I, I. Now we're starting to peel back the layers, right? Uh, I. I only trust a very, very small amount of people in general. One of them is my wife. Three of the other ones are my kids. And outside of that, it's like John and Doug, maybe Rusty, Sterling Ball, you know, very few. You, Sean, of course, Stover. But, I mean, that's about it. And then I also have trust issues. Like, nobody's going to do it like me and if it's not going to be like me, then I'm going to have a problem. I'm going to overthink it. I mean, you can see where this is going. This is why. Also, I meet with somebody at is least that once ego? a month.
1: Do you think? Do you think that's ego?
0: I have obviously I have an, a trust problem. So I just not ego. Yeah. Trust me, believe. Me. There are way better people at me on almost everything, and I have no problem <laughs> admitting that. Although I do like, I do think I'm pretty good at things, and I do work hard. But you don't I don't give yourself I, enough credit. I certainly you don't give yourself believe enough
1: credit. I think I think you need to give yourself more credit. Well,
0: trust me, it's not an ego thing. It's a it's a <laughs> I know I'm not gonna do it thing. And if I'm gonna ask somebody to do it. If
1: I remember correctly, I think you said that you would not go to a live show. You wouldn't do a live show at NBBQA yep. yet. Yeah. I seem to remember the Barbecue Central show setting yep. up and having an incredible time at Fort Worth, Texas. And these these friendships blossomed. You're going to commit to this three yes. TikTok But you're talking challenges. about two
0: different things, Sean. You're talking about these great <laughs> no. friendships that happen, which have nothing to do with the live <laughs> shows. And we all know what it looked like the day before the live show started. It was a nightmare. You were a mess. Yes, you were a course. mess. Yes. So don't get those confused. But to to end it here, uh, I, I would sit here and say that I would – I'll try. You will do it when, maybe, Doug, when Doug does it. Maybe I'll get
1: Doug on TikTok and maybe, then he'll produce. Th- he'll challenge you to do it, and then you'll do it.
0: Maybe I can ha- uh, enlist the help of my youngest, who is a TikTok Maven, yes. to uh, help me do some TikToks, and, and we'll see where it goes. Because look, when you become, I understand. When you become a
1: TikTok star? When you become a TikTok star, when now, you come on my on my new on my new uh, podcast? Yeah, of course. Perfect.
0: Which is your way of saying, I never have to book you as a guest on your show, right? I, I get it. I see what is, you're driving that in, at. That is
1: incorrect. I see that what is you're driving at. There. All see, I know you don't, is this. You don't
0: believe, you don't believe
1: in yourself. I know I
0: TikTok is an avenue, a vehicle, a platform. You can see tremendous amount of success. Look at my first hour guest. Malcolm Reed is going to surpass his YouTube Crushing. stats in, in, inside of a year. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's not going to work or it's BS or it's just a fad, and I'm not even going to bother jumping on. I get it. I buy into it. I totally believe it. It's legit. But it doesn't mean I'm going to know it.
1: <laughs> but you're you're legit. a complete d-
0: dummy. I get it. I'm All this stuff. So I'm going to enlist the help of Marley. She's going to help me be a, a maven. And Beautiful. then I'm going to come on your show, and I'm going to talk about how I disrupted the whole world with my TikTok. Correct. Right? That's correct. And I'm going to invent you're something in- you're like this influencer. stupid smoked cream cheese bullshit. I'm going to invent something even better than that. <laughs> By the way, folks uh, all food has already been done before because food has been around a long goddamn time so I don't think you invented smoked cream cheese douche okay uh, smoke cream cheese has been around forever just like all food has been around forever just like all radio bits have been around forever they've all been done you didn't invent anything so just slow your roll there mr social media guy sean anything else before we go
1: <laughs> no greg i appreciate you
0: Sean, thank you so much for coming on. And once again, if you're thinking about getting in the restaurant or you're in the restaurant you're and you're looking for the next way, uh, hopefully you've gleaned the information from this interview or hopefully somebody's passing you this interview because uh, while we're having a little fun here at the end, the, the information is invaluable and will help you succeed going forward. So uh, thanks again, Sean, for opening up. I really appreciate it.
1: I appreciate you, Greg. Thank you.
0: You got it. There he is, Sean Walchef, right there. <laughs> Cali BBQ. The restaurants and the growing satellite areas, the new master smoke shop that is happening, and up to 10, can feed up to 10 locations. So, to scale, that's never been easier. It's never been more cost effective. It's never been more, this is a term I'm making up, ROIE. You never have a better return on investment this way, and it's, it's a minimal investment. So we thank Sean once again. All right, let's go ahead and talk to you quickly about Yukon Glory. Newest sponsor of the show. We love them for that. They're bringing to you the product called Grill and Serve. I've talked about it for the last number of weeks. An absolute revolution when it comes to the landscape of grilling baskets. Because we know by now I hate two things about grilling baskets. One, I have to wear some kind of glove to take these things on and off the cooker because they're hot. Two, it gets grease and oil all over my table or my counter or wherever I put it when I set it down to serve. And being someone who's a clean freak, this isn't something I can really get down with, so what's a guy to do? Enter the product from Yukon Glory called the Grill and Serve Set or the Grill and Serve System. It's a patented design, fixes everything. The set includes three stainless steel grill baskets which are moved by a clip-on handle that seamlessly grips the interior of the basket for easy lifting and dropping, yes. The set also has a large, custom-fitted stainless steel serving tray to catch any drip and allow you for a beautiful table presentation, but perhaps, in my case, more importantly, gives you a clean table and everyone is done eating. Thanks you for that. Thank you, Yukon Glory, for providing me that level of mental satisfaction. Now, what should you be cooking on them? Glad you asked Perfect for veggies, seafood, wings, tacos, all the meat types that you can think of. Basically, if you can think of it, you can use the grill and serve set for it. As far as where to buy, Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target. Of course, I recommend going to the website, YukonGlory.com. There's a link on the webpage as well. If you shop on YukonGlory.com, please use this code going forward, 10 Central, all jammed together. The numerals 1 and 0, 10 central c-e-n-t-r-a-l you get a 10 percent discount on every product that they offer covers the meat boards the french fry basket the grill and serve set the list goes on and these aren't some run of the mill bull crap products they are heavy in weight they are properly researched and developed they are manufactured with the same amount of quality price points are good but look Here's what I'm talking about. Experience from beginning to end. When it shows up, the boxing is incredible. The senses are now aroused. You're excited. You see the box. You open the box. Everything inside is packaged nicely. It arrives in perfect condition. And then you feel the unit itself. You're like, man, this is real quality. That Rempe, he's not lying. And he saved me 10% when I use 10 Central at checkout at UConnGlory.com. This guy, we love him. Hit the website yukonglory.com That's yukonglory.com 10 central at checkout to save 10% each and every time you buy. Pass it along. Have your friends save as well. It's a no it's a no lose. It's a win-win-win. I'm winning, they're winning, you're winning, everybody's winning. All right, we're back to close the show right after this. Stick around, be right back.
2: Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpey. All
0: right, welcome back. This portion being brought to you by Vortec Watch Company, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches, tournament wristwatches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique quality functional timepieces with exceptional value. And the coolest part is this. Each watch that they make is unique and one-of-a-kind. Vortec. Founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VortecWatches.com for more information. We thank Sean Walcheff for joining me for the last... Segment and a half to two segments. And again, if you are somebody that is currently in the restaurant scene, you've thought about growing, you're barely making it, you're skimping by, you're treading water, but you're not making money. Hopefully, you're going to take Sean's words to heart. You get on the digital. You use that digital storytelling machine through all the social media channels and everything else. You get a following going. And do it everywhere. That's why you have the technology. Tune in to Sean's podcast, Digital Hospitality, and listen to all the great guests that he has have on that basically teach you a step-by-step weekly process of how to be a digital storyteller and how to be a better digital storyteller to get your message out, to help the business. And then, of course, you have the ability now to grow your original brick and mortar without having to order up an additional brick and mortar building you can use this ghost kitchen concept thing that they're talking about for a much less financial and much less for a for less of a financial investment you can sign short term lease like Sean did 12 months if it's not working out pull out go somewhere else and bring the barbecue or whatever your food is to the people where they want it to then tell the story about it digitally continue to drum up the interest, all that fun stuff. Sean's podcast can be found on all of the major podcast platforms. I listen to him on Google podcast, but you can listen to him through Apple or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, just search digital hospitality with Sean Walcheff and you will enjoy it. Trust me on this. All right, let's go ahead and make tracks all the, out of here all the way back in the first hour it was Malcolm Reed and Mark Williams, how to barbecue right and swine life barbecue respectively. We talked about smoked cream cheese. We talked about TikTok popularity. We talked about tailgating tips and tricks and some recipes also. We talked about deep frying with that Bayou Classic dual basket deep fryer. It looked great. Four and a half gallons of old. That's what they said, old. I love it. Then we talked with Kerry Bringle finally. Technology matched up. Conversation was better than expected. He's real into bourbon as well. He's got three different expressions. Four-year-old, four-to-six-year-old, an eight-to-twelve. Then he had a 15-year-old. Where I would normally ask somebody for a bo- or for a cooker when they're on I wonder if he's not going to send me a bottle of bourbon. That would be great! I would love to taste it. Spit it out, but I would love to taste it. Then in the second hour with Sean Walczew from Cali BBQ. That's Cali BBQ Media. That's his website, and then subscribe to his podcast over at Digital Hospitality and all the podcast platforms. And do your business a digital service, becoming more digitally hospitable. Big show planned for you next week. Meathead will be in amongst others. We'll get a recap of Grillfest 2021 and how that went down, plus much more. It's going to be great more than ever how do I always leave because this Saturday is the 20th anniversary September 11th 2001 I will still never forget pay special attention on Saturday I'll be having some fun at Grill Fest over in Hartsville Hardware but I will be remembering September 11th 20, uh, 2001 during the whole day and throughout the time of course until we talk again next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host of proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.
1: This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central.